You're listening to Movie Sucktastic. like some bad movie. Licorice pizza. <laughs> it was uh, my son's, or uh, my oldest, he keeps asking me, what are you reviewing this week? And I tell him, Belfast and licorice pizza. And as he's walking away, he goes, that sounds really gross. <laughs> I'm like, it has nothing to do with that. It's yeah. like no one is making a pizza with licorice on it. As a matter of fact, I ended up looking it up recently, but only because I was watching Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Yeah. Like, like literally the night that I watched Licorice Pizza. Like, I watched, it was, the Fast Times at Ridgemont High was on first, then everyone went to bed, and then I watched Licorice Pizza. But there's a scene in Fast Times at Ridgemont High where they're in a licorice pizza record shop. Right. So, so back at the up, mall. To, yeah. So just to back up for anybody who's not familiar with it, the 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 name of the title, the, which I think is a bad name for the film. I think I'm so. Sorry. I do. I agree. Uh, and it just points to why I don't like the film, but we're not there yet. Um, but licorice pizza is uh, was a term used for LPs at the time, uh, because LP licorice pizza yep. and the fact that they're round and black. But it, and it was also the name of a record store chain in San Bernardino. Yeah, Southern California. That, yep. Right. So if so, if if you were around in the '70s in San Bernardino and you were involved in the entertainment industry, man, you're gonna love this fucking film. <laughs> it's gonna be a flat, a, a you know, oh, you're gonna get a, know, every, a blast, every, a flash, yeah. or uh, what's what is it? Uh, blast from the past, as they blast say. From the past. Yeah. Blast from the past. So, I, I want to address this going forward because there's. This is this is a this is a writer slash director that has um, his own style that he doesn't always do. This is true. He's not like uh, he's not like what's his face uh, Tarantino. I was I was thinking more. Um, um, oh, more like uh, indie art house kind of. Paul Thomas Anderson. No, that is this is Paul Thomas Anderson. The other one, uh, Wes Anderson. Wes Anderson. Wes Anderson. Yeah. Yeah, like Wes Anderson, like most of his films are in that style. He, yeah, and uh, they, they, yeah, there's a guideline he follows, and he kind of sticks right. to it. Paul Thomas Anderson, not so much. However, um, so from Boogie Nights, yeah, his first big film. Still to this day, probably, and I like other films that he's made. It's probably the best thing he's ever done, without a doubt. You know, I mean, um, and I like There Will Be Blood. I like it a lot, but I did Boogie not Nights. Want to see Boogie- is, I didn't want to see Boogie Nights. Had no interest in it. I loved that film. That film was on the mark, on point, perfect, 
Then he did Magnolia. <laughs> Huge piece of shit. We still where have he to... just took took random ideas that he thought were cool and shoved them into one three hour abortion of a fucking film. We have um, to, we still have to review that. Yeah, we do. Uh, I, after the Oscars, I think that should be our next review because I, I really want to go into detail on that one. Well, uh, we we do then, have we do have I forget what it is, but we do have a film queued up that we do have to do yeah, that right, is on gonna, audio that we are doing. So we have I'm to do. I'm not saying it. it has to be next eventually. No, I know, I know, I know. Short list, short list. Yes. All right. Um, so then, Punch Drunk Love. Yep. Which I was disappointed in initially because. I had the idea halfway through the film that it was going to end in a bloodbath. <laughs> yeah, he's and that appeals gonna... to me. But I, I'm okay with the film how it ended. I, I like it, and I thought it was a great film. Yeah, I liked it too. Right. Okay. I didn't see there will be blood. Did we? Didn't see... Did we see Punch Drunk Love in a theater? All of us no. together? No. no. I watched it on DVD. Okay. All right. Uh, I have not seen there will be blood. Very Eventually, good. I want to read the book first. Okay. Um, the master I haven't seen, even though I want to. Heard but that, then we have heard that was um, good too. Hmm? I heard that was very good too. Yeah, I'm in, it's, like Joaquin Phoenix. Joaquin yeah. Phoenix, uh, very f- not him. He didn't say anything, but as far as like Oscar snubs, like this is your best actor winner. He didn't win that year, and they're like, "What the hell? This was truly the best performance that year," but he didn't get it. No. So that, then there's inherent vice. Yes. Which. Was uh, a great adaptation. I thought it actually ended a bit better than the book. Okay, I, right, I, so, I haven't read the book. I like the film though. All right, so I'm not a Paul Thomas hater, nope. and he has. I, I think you know, there's a lot of great stuff. Phantom Thread. We were both kind of uh, unimpressed with. Yeah, Phantom Thread. I mean, just just typical like overindulgent art house film yeah it, it's good but i mean you know, and you know and it's daniel day lewis's last performance or so he says but yeah. he's kind of stuck true to that it's been like four years right. five years something like that four years i think but yeah uh... so that leads us to licorice pizza yes yes which follows <clears throat> gary valentine a 15 year old actor yep who, who spends the whole movie hitting on a 25-year-old um, photographer. And they she get works, into hijinks. She works for, yeah. She works well, for a photo. Yeah, at the time. And eventually yeah. she becomes, yeah. Um, and then a bunch of things happen. And then this they is a, finally hook up. This is a frustrating movie to watch. Yes. Because. Just like Magnolia. And I, I would I'm say this is more. Fr- I would say this is more frustrating. I liked Magnolia. I know you didn't, um, but we are going to review it. We'll go into detail. But see, okay, I can sum this movie up quickly for you. Yep. Boy meets girl. Boy falls in love with girl. Mm-hmm. Girl kind of likes boy. Cat and mouse for two hours. Boy and girl fall in love. Done. That's it. I, I, I could actually shorten it down a bit for you. Boy meets girl. Uh, boy falls for girl. Girl cock blocks boy for two hours. <laughs> well, I mean, he does the same thing to her at one point where it's like she's like totally into him at that point And he's like going and he's trying to hook up with another girl. I, you know, on the waterbed that uh, that he's trying to sell. Yeah. I, 
because it's yes. like throughout this film they have like these little side businesses like he does acting he's trying to sell water beds it's like they go into a political thing pinball now, uh you know uh, uh, pinball arcade thing now um yes fuck you got me on a, you sidetracked me um let me have a sip of gin and gather my thoughts. <laughs> uh, we were talking about... Okay, so here's okay. the deal. The okay. reason I compared it to the Magnolia is because I think it suffers from the same thing. Or Paul... Now, the whole... Everybody in this film is, like, based on somebody else or is acted by a, 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 a relative of a famous person. This... Yeah. When, when I, in, in previous reviews, I've talked about in the incestual Hollywood praising... This film takes that to the nth fucking degree. And, and it's like every every single person in this film is related to somebody and, or no has some relationship with Paul Thomas Anderson uh, that from that time period, from this era, these group of people, the whole thing is is just a just a fucking reach around for Hollywood. Right. Uh, but on top of that, he does the same thing he does in Magnolia, where it's like, oh yeah, they he had like all like the, the the Gary Valentine, the guys. I'm not, I'm not, I don't give a fuck about any of their names, so I'm not even going through it. <laughs> uh, but Gary, the guy that played Gary Valentine, like apparently, like all the stuff is, oh, these are stories he would tell about wacky things that happened to him. So like, oh yeah, that was good and that was good. So I'm gonna put this here and I'm gonna put this in here. And the problem is, good films like this, usually all these random weird things that happen still have, like are contextually connected. Yeah. And none of that is in here. No. And I mean, that, I mean and that's the, my major problem with the film. The kid that plays Gary, you know, that's Philip Seymour Hoffman's son, right? Yeah. Yeah. He's already losing his hair. <laughs> <laughs> Poor bastard. It, it, it happens. Not to me, but uh, you know, it happens. <laughs> um, How old is this kid? Now, my perfect example for you, I, I think you'll agree is the whole arrest sequence. Yeah. So he's he's selling a waterbed at a convention, uh, which I, I, I like the idea of like a young actor that's already got other hustles and dodges going. And, I, and again, it's based on a real person, so it's probably all true. Uh, yeah, I think like the beds had a different name back then. Uh, like Soggy Bottom, I think was the original idea. I don't know. Well, the, the, the original, original title of the film, of the film be, yeah, Soggy, Soggy Bottom. Bottom. Which, another bad title, so all right, we're good. But you know what? I think Paul Thomas Anderson wrote that into the film a little bit with the the girl, Alana, yeah. saying, Soggy Bottom's a terrible name. It just sounds like people have shit their pants. Right. So I think... Which is probably why they didn't use it in real life. I, again, well, no, I think that's why it was written into the movie. Well, that yeah, too. So. Yeah. But, but so during that sequence, he's talking to... Oh, I don't even know if it was that one. or No, it was a later scene when he's around people. I think it was like they were ready to do a show. Uh, something like that. But anyway, he's talking to somebody, and all of a sudden, two cops come up and just grab him and rush him out of the place into a police car, and they race him to the police station while while the, the oh, I don't love you, but I'm going to fucking follow you around everywhere woman uh, chases him down. And it's like, oh, this is out of nowhere, and there's no no one's talking, no one's saying anything. Wow, this is kind of cool. It's like, what's this going to lead to? It didn't lead fucking anywhere. No, they it didn't. They take him there. And then they're like, and a guy like they they drag out a guy with no shirt. I was like, that's not the guy. And they drag him back, and then they unhook, unhandcuff him. And he's like, oh, I guess I'll leave. And I, <laughs> I guarantee, whoever tell like whoever told the story, whoever this happened to, 
fucking hilarious the way they tell it. I guarantee. And in the film, it's a great scene, but then it's just so totally disconnected from anything. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, and you're right. So it, when he like, gets when he gets nabbed when he gets nabbed, there was like some some girl scantily clad on the mattress, the the waterbed, to try and sell it. Oh yeah. And then Alana stops by. And he's like, here, would you like to lay down in the most comfortable blah 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 And then that's when they grab him, and it's like, whoa. Right. Yeah. But it's like, out of nowhere, it like, it, yeah, it's great. But I mean, even like, like Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Here's an example. <laughs> A lot of weird, random shit happens to him, right? Yeah. Does it ever, does, that film doesn't feel disjointed because there's a flow to it. And I just, I don't feel any flow with this film. It's very disjointed. Does right. the mother die at some point? In this movie? Yeah. No. Because she was in the first act, and I don't remember seeing her ever again. No, no. Uh, I I think he didn't really need his mom very much because he was trying to hook up with a twenty-five-year-old. I I just and like, she was she even know. like there's a scene with his mom where she's like, listen, I have to go to Vegas, I have to do whatever the yeah. hotel. She was in a hotel business, um, and he's like, yeah, you can't go to the whatever thing and it's like oh wait why not it's like you need a chaperone he gets her to do it yeah press but, junket yeah yeah um right i don't like coming of age stories i'm not um listen and, uh, i've said and this before is- i'll say it again stand by me is the greatest coming of age film ever made and that's it i won't go past that yes yes i'm not gonna argue that I'm, sandlot I'm- is up there too all right now, now you're getting silly. Those are the two best ones. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, I'm just <sighs> sidetracked again. There, the film frustrates me on that level. This is Paul. You said you don't like coming of age films, and that's when I interject. Yeah. I, no, I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I, I wasn't blaming you. Sorry. Um, yeah, I don't like coming of age films, and I hate films where it's like, okay, so this is a, this is a soundtrack for the '70s. Good, we got that going. <laughs> Uh, and and that, and then oh, oh let's make sure that everybody else is like a nod to some other person and I swear I saw one or two people from the one or two people from uh, the whitest kids you know in there. Oh really? <laughs> yeah, I mean it's just um, there's so much that it's, it's, this film is it's, again it's another vanity project. This is for Hollywood. Yeah. This is oh. That was all the, the producers all based on that producer guy that we all know and all the stories he used to tell. You get a kick out of it. Guess who I got playing? Um, um, John Peters. Um, Sam Peckinpah. Yeah, Tom Waits. Can you believe that? Oh, yeah, this be fucking awesome. oh yeah, 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 Sam. Peck. Yeah, let's get Sean Penn jump a fire. Yeah, and and this it's the same thing with it's the same punch drunk love thing where I'm I'm seeing the setup. Like well, the Sean Penn thing. It's like oh, oh he's gonna fucking die. He's gonna crash. <laughs> fire like when she falls off the bike i'm like yeah he's gonna crash into a fucking fire he's gonna burn this is gonna be uh, no there's no payoff for anything that fucking happens in this film yeah and then uh, gary uh valentine runs to right towards her uh because he saw her fall off and he's like he's concerned and then like why haven't they hooked up like five scenes earlier because he's 15 and she's 25 yeah but it doesn't stop that you know, stop but it I'm from happening that's, that's, at that's, the end of the movie. It's they're still the same age. Yeah, that's really the number one reason why they they shouldn't is because he's fifteen and she's twenty five. I also don't think a fifteen year old should be running a pink pinball machine parlor, but that's just me. <laughs> I, I uh, true. 
Yeah, I mean, this, the, you could, this film is just dripping with, uh, oh, you got, you, oh, we love this. Oh, don't you love this? It's just that, that schmarmy Hollywood, aren't we so fucking weird and awesome? I just... Well, you know, what's really- in- you know what's interesting? So after I watched it, like, I feel the exact same way you do. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, why, why, why do I feel like this? I go, should I watch this movie again? Maybe I should watch this movie again. Like, that's what I'm, the conversations I'm having with myself. Mm-hmm. I was like, maybe I should give it another shot. Well, I'm definitely going to watch it again. You know why? Why is that? Because, because Paul Thomas Anderson, uh-huh. um, I, 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 when I said this is his, his, like, another successor to Magnolia, I meant it. I guarantee there's a three and a half hour cut of this fucking film. <laughs> Well, what's the runtime? Two hours, thirteen minutes. Yeah, there's probably at least I a three-hour cut. There's going to be DVD release. It's going to be like a half an hour to an hour longer. Uh, I mean, just there's there's so many like dropped off things. Like you, you know, he went fucking crazy with this. Yeah, you never, I, you never know. I I read like just just to throw this out there. I read that the gas station scene with Bradley Cooper, and we're going to talk about Bradley, um, <laughs> was the most expensive scene in the film. Really. Yeah. Well, I mean, most of the scenes took place in a restaurant or a truck, so I, I can kind of see so that. Why is that the but most expensive? It's probably because it's a lot. It was a large, far back, so they had to take over a whole block and all these vintage cars and stuff. So oh, probably I guess that. So. But um, yeah. So Bradley Cooper. That, that's another one that pops out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah, and there, you know what? And you're probably right about an extended cut because there's a scene that they f- are showing ad nauseum in the trailer where bradley cooper is like smashing like uh side mirrors on vehicles and it's not in the movie yeah well these two axes or whatever or some shit like that it's not in the movie no no well it is briefly at the end during the credit sequence like they show a clip of it but it's yeah but the scene isn't in the film oh i didn't even Uh, i didn't even bother i just as soon as the credits rolled i shut it off (laughs) oh no well i i I stayed there specifically because because i because i kind of caught on during the films, like, wait a minute, these are all famous people. Otherwise, yeah, why were why why are we why were, why are we standing here watching a radio disc jockey read a commercial for like a solid two minutes unless this guy's somebody that we're supposed to be going, oh yeah, it's him. Yeah. So yeah, so I went back and like, yeah, everybody's related to somebody. Everybody's somebody's fucking brother or sister. Or Tim Conway's son is in this. Uh, it's just every you know again, it's, it's just it's so incestual. Uh, that's why I stuck around for that. But uh, yeah, so so. Uh, the gas gas shortage. Oh, it's man. I love reminiscing about the seventies. Remember the gas shortage? That was yeah. <laughs> year I was born, seventy three. Um, uh, oh, I knew I knew I was in trouble from the beginning. The opening scene of this film is five teenage boys quaffing their seventies hair in a bathroom mirror. It's like, oh fuck. <laughs> That's all this film's gonna be. Is like, look at the seventies. Aren't they great? <laughs> you know, God damn it. Um. But what I was gonna say is like yeah so so the, the, like the, their their waterbed business goes broke because of the gas oil crisis, and uh, they're delivering a waterbed to Robert Streisand's house apparently. Well, because John Peters was uh, in real life he it's yes. he was a hairdresser initially, um, hairdresser to the stars, um, nice haircut, hairdresser to the stars. It's like a little TLC on your own head, but anyway. He was dating, he might have been married, but Barbara Streisand. He was dating. But it was that doorway to Hollywood. Right. And he became a Hollywood, like, mega producer. producer. Like, yeah. he was producing, 
like Superman, and even produced Superman all the way up until the Man of Steel, because I think he has some sort of ownership stake in it. Like, he has yeah. to be listed as producer. Um, so, like, did you ever watch the documentary, uh, the, the, the Death of Superman Lives? We reviewed it. We reviewed the documentary? No, we didn't. Yeah, we did. We reviewed the documentary Death of Superman and also uh, Jodorowsky's Dune. Oh, I, I have no recollection of reviewing Death of yeah, Superman we re- we Lives. Yeah, we reviewed both. Yeah, yeah, we reviewed uh, yeah, Death of Superman. Holy shit, I don't remember that. Wow. We don't do documentaries often, so I, I can understand that. Yeah. Wow. Well, I mean, you, you you really get, and again, with this whole setup, you, you know, this is a situation where it's like Bradley Cooper's like, oh, I've heard the legends, and yeah, I, I met, you know, oh, I'd love to portray him in the film, and it, it's just, yeah, but I mean, now, I like bad, I, but I do like Bradley Cooper in this film. Oh, yeah, I mean, when he's at the gas station, you know, your background is him holding the gas nozzle to that guy, he goes, this is my nozzle now, and he has, he's got his lighter up to him, he's like, all I have to do is pull this trigger. And light you on fire. Well, he didn't say it. He just said, no, 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 no. He didn't have to say it. He's like, this is my nozzle now. <laughs> it was like, holy yeah. shit, dude. To, but, so take the it scene, down a notch. But, so, so, but just to walk you through it, spoiler alert. So, yeah, so they, they meet him and he goes psycho on, on Gary Valentine. Right. Uh, and acts like a real dick and threatens their lives if they mess up his house. He threatens so his, his little they, brother's life, too. He's like, I will well, choke him out right in front of you. I will kill him. <laughs> I will strangle your brother right in front of you. I, again, Bradley Cooper, excellent fucking delivery. Oh, He's yeah. Just, you know, and not, not really, like, not being ensconced in the legends of Hollywood. I don't know this guy. I don't know anything about him. So just, but watching him do it, it's really great. Uh, so... So they he leaves and they he goes to see a movie and they hook up a waterbed and then they decide just to flood his house at random, which never went anywhere. Well, that's the thing. So they do that and then they and then they race away, but then they end up meeting him in the highway because his ga- car ran out of gas. Yeah. So his house is flooding. They actually take him back to the house, and all this time you're just like, oh shit, this is just gonna escalate. And, and and I'm 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 like oh this so this is finally where it goes I forgot this was Paul Thomas Anderson I thought this actually go somewhere so I'm like oh this is gonna get fucking crazy this is gonna be everything goes up in flames now right no 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 they drop no. them off they get gas and then they hide the truck and that's it yeah, but they, then he, and, then he, and then he shows the blader though and like, that's why you you notice like probably like 15 minutes with him that they just cut the fuck out yeah and they probably had to for time. Um... Well, they probably had to also because it had no fucking bearing on anything. Yeah, no. They well, it, co- the thing is, they, they you know, uh, Magnolia. Yeah, well, I think. Gar- Sorry. I think Magnolia Sorry. was better. Um, so Gary Valentine, he uh, he's filling the the bed up. Looks at Alana because he's still like he's in love with her. He wants to impress her. Like that that goes on the entire film, back and forth, back and forth. Well, I, I don't think he does this to impress her. I think this is part. He 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 does. He is kind of a wild card. So this is part of his personality. Yeah, but also yeah. you could see the look on her face. She digs it. So yeah, I, I'm oh, sure that's yeah. what, you know, I'm sure that's what spearheads it too. So yeah. he, he, yes. So he, he dis, yes. So he disconnects the, yes. He, yes. <laughs> he disconnects the hose. And they, drop it. and they drop it and they get out of Dodge over there. And you're right. He runs out of gas and he like yells at like, uh. It's not the butler, but he's the, I guess, the housekeeper. Uh, he's like, uh, 
I forget his name. Call him John. He goes, uh, ran out of uh, ran out of gas, John. Real fucking nice move. And he throws the keys at him. Yeah. <laughs> and then he gets in their truck. They have him take him to the gas station. Then they leave him. Right. They don't let him get back in because I'm assuming he was expecting a ride back to you know his car. But they go to his car and Gary smashes his windshield in. Yeah. And then and- they run out of gas. <laughs> And then, of course, she has to, because it's all the way up on a hill, she puts it in reverse and basically reverses this truck all the way down the hill, back onto the main road, and does this kind of like emergency brake K-turn thing where it spins the vehicle uh, around. It'd be a bootlegger's turn. Bootlegger's turn. Ah, yeah. Very good. I like that. Um, and then, you know, end scene. Mm-hmm. Nice yeah. sil- silhouette shot of them yeah, in the it, truck, it, it, and that's about it. And then, and then, like the the kind of weird cut to like the morning where they're gassing up, and then he's like breaking windows, and she's sitting on the curb. It's like there's there's so much of a disconnect. Like is, is this even like the same scene? Yeah. There. So yeah, there's there's a four hour cut of this fucking film somewhere, <laughs> and and I will watch it just so we can. I mean, it might be a better movie. Me. Hey. Again, Boogie Nights. But it's like, again, Boogie Nights had that same kind of thing where you had wacky stories based from reality. Um, right. But they, like, he weaved them. He like There was storytelling involved. You know what I think? They all led to something. They all meant something to each other. Like, as a, this whole gas scene, this whole, this whole scene with Bradley Cooper doesn't mean anything to the film. The yeah. political stuff. Though she, she joins a political campaign, and they reenact a couple of scenes from Taxi Driver, and then that doesn't go anywhere. No. Everything That's just like, kind of. Oh, oh, now, now she's gonna end up like like. There's gonna be like like this guy's that that strange. Here's another reason why I know this film so fucking long. So the so the the creepy guy that that I almost mistook for somebody else from um, the whitest kids you know, uh, the the creepy uh, kid rock meth meth kid rock guy. Oh oh yeah 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 okay. Who's standing outside the political place? He walks in with a bag and looks around, very suspicious. Yeah. You know like you know clearly Travis Travis Bickle. Uh, mentality and they and they just like reenact the scene from taxi driver they walk out and tell him to leave i don't know if you saw but later on the politician she's working for has has her meet him at a bar and she thinks he's gonna it's gonna be like a romantic thing turns out he needs he needs her to take his uh gay lover home and pretend she's his girlfriend right when they leave and that camera pans that motherfucker that was standing outside is sitting in the restaurant i did see him i did see him he was in the you back yes you. i did and then, even then, you're like, oh, 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 there's no fucking way this isn't going to end in fucking blood. Yeah. But no, nothing. He doesn't come up again. <sighs> yeah. Maybe there is a three, four hour cut. There's got to be. Because, and, and again, the, 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 it's not going to save the film, though, because everything they cut, they cut because it doesn't matter. But the shit they left in still doesn't fucking matter. <laughs> Nothing in this film matters. The guy speaking to his Japanese wife in a fake Japanese voice. Yeah, I, I mean, I get it. It, it was kind of like comic relief, but I'm like, yeah, they they got they got a little flack from uh from the far left on that one. Well, but I, I, it's a movie. It's like stop. I don't. I don't care. It's a movie. But the thing is, it's like it didn't make sense either. No, exactly. You know, it's like yeah. I, I could understand if he does it, uh, you know, to get a laugh. But then the wife 
is actually in on it and they kind of reveal that then i would get why they would do it like like later on like she's like talking perfect english it's like okay i fucking get it she's in on it but there's none of that he's like what do you think of this a deal it's like what the fuck is happening it's it's not worth the punchline at the end no it it doesn't bring it it, 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 again it's just just another example of oh hollywood's so wacky check this out put that right in there (laughs) don't give a fuck this whole film is a disappointment yeah I, I I mean I, I wasn't I actually wasn't expecting anything but I actually was, I was of all the movies nominated this is one of the films I was looking forward to the most no I I had a bad feeling I was like oh no Paul Thomas Anderson coming of age this is gonna suck I didn't I didn't think that way I, I, I was did. I was more right. I was more well yeah well yeah I was more positive. I was more no, positive about not it. Not this week. No, I'll, I'll be positive next week. Next week. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, there's nothing else I really want to highlight on the. No. I've really, I've really kind of uh, underlined the main things I had against it. Um, but and again, even beyond the whole um, Hollywood stroke fest, it's even if you ignore that, it's a disjointed film that really doesn't tell much of a. I I, I just there's nothing there. Yeah. So let's see what it's nominated for. Oh, yes, yes, yes. It is only nominated for three Oscars. Good. Just three. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, what's interesting is it's nominated for Best Director, Best Original Screenplay, and Best Picture. It gets nothing (laughs) and likes it. It's it, an honor to be nominated. Those are three major categories. They didn't think anything more of this movie to even give it some technicals. Mm-hmm. You know, best yeah, editing, no. sound. You know, best cinematography. Like, got nothing else. Usually, a movie like this gets rounded off a little bit. You know, nominated for seven, six, you know, nine, eight, nine Oscars. It's like three. That's it. Three. I don't think it has a chance at any of them. No. No. I wouldn't be surprised, though, if it walked away with original screenplay. I wouldn't be surprised if it got something, but I really hope it doesn't. But I think Belfast walks away with original screenplay. And, and I think if they're going to give Best Picture to um, an incestuous Hollywood uh, love fest, it's going to be West Side Story. And, then I, and that's when I walk away. Well, when we reviewed West Side Story... I, my theory was that if they do that, it'll be the first time ever that the same movie won Best Picture twice. Because right. the original West Side Story won Best Picture. I just don't see that happening. I just don't think they 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 care enough to give that movie Best Picture twice. I don't know. They didn't have Latino subtitles. That was a stroke of genius. Uh Obviously, I'm kidding. Fuck this. Um, So, 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 uh, uh, Licorice Pizza is currently rated at seven point five. Fuck you. All right. In in fairness, I, as much as I don't like the film, I really wouldn't push for anything lower than a seven. I agree. No, I I agree. I I mean, I, 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 all I, I. all the reasons I hate this film are valid. 
I don't even think I hate it. It annoys me. No, I didn't hate it. I thought it was a very frustrating movie to watch. It was was definitely frustrating. You know. uh, Especially knowing Paul Thomas Anderson. is Okay, this is either going to be great or I'm going to be fucking pissed. And I am pissed. (laughs) But uh, I I don't hate the film. It just, it's just. Yeah. It's it's just, yeah, it's just. uh, And I am going to watch it again. I hate the, the fucking poster art, too. Oh, yeah. You just how what just say yeah it's boogie nights too. <laughs> the fuck with you? Uh, sorry, I'm getting bitter, but uh, yeah, I, I'd say a solid seven. Seven is fine. I, yeah. I'm I'm okay with a seven. I figured. Yeah. Oops, I did four. Never mind. <laughs> no, you didn't. No, I, I'm kidding. <laughs> um. All right. Yeah, it, it just it just like Magnolia. It's a bunch of great individual scenes. That just don't work together as a film. To be determined. I liked it. I liked Magnolia. I know you hated it. All We're right, going to review right. it. But you understand what I'm saying. I, I absolutely understand what you're saying. Okay. All right. That's all I need. That's and we're going to go in way deeper when we do Magnolia, of course. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to have fucking slides. <laughs> you're going to have slides? <laughs> I'll be on the whiteboard, motherfucker. We're gonna, oh. we're gonna, uh, I'm going to prove this with math. You're going to have a pie chart? <laughs> you're going yeah. to pie chart me? I'm gonna, pre- I'm gonna, dude. PowerPoint. 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 This bit. slides and graphs. There you go. <laughs> All right, let's end it. Yeah. All right, everybody. Again, thank you. This concludes our all ten movies have now oh. been reviewed. Thankfully, Oscars Academy. Please never nominate ten movies again. Stop it. Five weeks of my life. Um, go to our website at moviesucktastic.com. Download or listen to the show there. Go to iTunes. You can download or listen to the show there as well. Go to Facebook.com slash MovieSucktastic. Look at anything that we post. Everything is there. You can also uh, leave us email. The address is TheMovieGuys at MovieSucktastic.com. If you want to leave us voicemail, it's 908-514-4470. If you would like to download our MovieSucktastic podcast player, it's MovieSucktastic.com forward slash MST.APK. Just download it right onto your Android device listen to the show that way or you can go download your favorite podcast player and just do a search for movie sucktastic we come right up do you have any words of wisdom mr wilson it's my nozzle now (laughs) oh yeah baby all right everybody we'll talk to you next week when we review something that isn't nominated for well actually best picture yeah it'll be nominated potentially nominated for something else it just won't be nominated for best picture because we're done with those. Thank Christ, our Lord and Savior. All right, everybody. We'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Bye.